The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast with me, Mark McGettigan, better known as FPL General on Twitter. Happy Friday to you all. The FPL deadline is just a couple of hours away. Friday deadline this week, 6.30pm UK time, so do not miss it. In today's episode, I'll cover the main news from the press conferences so far, answer Twitter questions and discuss captaincy for the weekend. I'll also run through what my team is going to look like for game week five. Visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get 33% off an annual subscription for The Athletic. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. I'm recording at 10.30 a.m. Friday morning. Because it's a Friday deadline, I wanted to get this recorded a little bit earlier just to give people a chance to listen before the deadline. So there is some press conferences that haven't occurred yet. They happen around you know lunchtime, one o'clock, half past one. But what I'm going to do here is just pick out the main news from the ones that have happened already on Thursday and on Friday morning. So first up, it's Arsenal. Mikel Arteta made a few comments about the goalkeeper situation. His quotes were, we're trying to raise the level of the team and the level of the club. Leno should be disappointed and he should support his teammates like they have all with him. That's exactly what he's done. I haven't made a decision on my team for Saturday. So that's the key line. I haven't yet made a decision on the team for Saturday. So still, the goalkeeper situation at Arsenal is unknown. So stay away from Leno and stay away from Ramsdale. Don't buy either of them this week. At Everton, Rafa Benitez made a few comments on Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is injured. He said, It's what I said after the game. Still, we have to wait some weeks. We don't know exactly how many, but he will not be available for two or three weeks. So if you have Calvert-Lewin, it's an easy sell. At Leeds, there was some panic during the week among the hardcore FPL managers about Patrick Bamford mentioning his pinging hamstrings after the game last week. Nothing to worry about. Bielsa has said Bamford has no issues. Bamford was also pictured in training doing some drills and he was looking absolutely 100% healthy. So no issues if you're looking to buy Patrick Bamford this week. Also at Leeds, they've got issues at centre-back. Llorente, Stroik and Cock are ruled out. At Leicester, Evans is likely to miss out this weekend after he picked up an issue in the Europa League on Thursday night. So he's had a reoccurrence of his injury. So that's not good news for the Leicester defence. Manchester United's Edinson Cavani is not yet back in training. So he won't be involved in game week five either. At Newcastle, not much has changed. Callum Wilson, Shelby and Dummett remain out. Bruce made a few comments on Callum Wilson. He said... We're not going to put a time frame on it. He's making good progress, but unfortunately this week he's not made it. So again, much like Calvert-Lewin, if you've got Callum Wilson, it's an easy sell this week. At Southampton, Hasenhutl was asked whether Broha, the striker, is ready to start. 
His reply was yes, I think we have a few players who are ready to start in the Premier League. The good thing is that I have the choice now, so we could see Broha. I think he's only 5 million, we could see him get a start this weekend. It is Manchester City, so it's not the time to buy him. Hopefully he does start and hopefully he does become an option as a 5 million striker. He looked really good coming off the bench in game week 4. At Tottenham, they were in action on Thursday night as well in some kind of European league that I don't understand. Bergwijn and Lucas Moura are doubtful now. They picked up injuries on Thursday night. So Nuno said it was too early to say whether they will be available or not. So bad news for the Spurs attack. At West Ham, David Moyes made a few comments on Vlasic after the Europa League game. He said, I see him playing 7, 10 or 11. I think we can use him in all those positions. What I want is his goals. I want his assists. I want all that. Whether he plays 7, 10 or 11, he went on to say, I think this is the most important part, what I've seen just now, I really like the look of, but I think we need to give him a bit of time to settle with us, our speed, the movement and how we play. So Vlasic, to me, will be eased in slowly. He'll probably get plenty of game time in Europe, but I think Ben Rama in particular, I think is pretty safe for the Premier League for the time being. For updates from the lunchtime press conferences, the best person to follow on Twitter for those is Ben Dennery. He'll keep you right. Don't pull the trigger on transfers today until you've got all the information. The managers who still haven't had their press conference, Dean Smith, Jurgen Klopp, Tuchel, Guardiola, Vieira, Bruno Lage, Graham Potter and Fark at Norwich. Moving on now to the question section of the podcast. What I'm going to do this week, I'm going to do 10 quick fire questions. So I'm going to spend not too much time answering these. I'll get through them as quickly as I can. A lot of them are quite easy to answer anyway. So let's go. First one, Edwin, please could you rank the following 6.5 million and below midfielders I'm considering over the next five game weeks. So Edwin gives me four options here that I need to rank. He gives me Gallagher, Gray, Sar and Rafinha. So straight away for me, Rafinha number one, amazing player, amazing fixtures. Number two, I think will be Gallagher at Crystal Palace, passing the eye test. Underlying numbers are really good as well. So Gallagher number two. Gray would be number three, just because he's done a lot more than Sar has so far and he plays for a better team. So that leaves Sar in last place. Rafinha one, Gallagher two, Gray three, Sar four. Question from Mark. What are your thoughts on doubling up on the Wolves' defence? I think it's totally viable. I've seen quite a few wildcard drafts this week who are looking to fit in a lot of big hitters in midfield and attack. And to do so, they're putting two Wolves defenders in. So, for example, Semedo and Marsal, or one of the wing-backs and Connor Cody, or even one of the wing-backs and the goalkeeper. And I think it's absolutely fine. Wolves have been very, very impressive. Their underlying defensive numbers are very good and they've got the good fixtures as well. So I always say, if you're back in one defender to get you clean sheets, why not back his teammate as well? Double up to give yourself the differential. So yeah, absolutely fine on the information we have at the moment. Question from Jason. Which striker below 6 million is worth a punt for the next four to five weeks? He's needed to accommodate Ronaldo and Pogba. So I'm not sure, maybe he meant to say Ronaldo and Lukaku there. Maybe Jason is going for Ronaldo and Pogba. Pogba, he's getting hard to ignore now. Seven assists. I still think 
there's probably three better options at United before you go and pick Paul Pogba, you know, Ronaldo, Greenwood, Bruno's probably still a better option, and then you've got the defenders as well. So Pogba's down my pecking order, but I wouldn't stop anyone from buying him because he's simply doing the business so far this season. The question was, which striker below 6 million is worth a punt? So Timo Pukki at Norwich is the one that comes to mind straight away here. Norwich have their tough fixtures out of the way. Hopefully Pukki has his COVID issues out of the way as well. And he's going to start to get 90 minutes now. He did get 90 in game week four. Fixtures for Norwich, next four. Watford, Everton, Burnley, Brighton. That's pretty good. So I think Pukki will score goals over that period. He's got penalties. He's only 5.9 million. So in terms of short-term punts in the forward position, I think Puki is as good as anyone. Question from Steve. Steve is thinking of Trent as a differential captain this week. What's your thoughts on a defender as captain? I'm always very reluctant to captain a defender, especially when we've got players like Salah, like Ronaldo and like Lukaku. You know, their ceilings to me are much higher. Yes, Trent has been doing very well. I think it's 8.5 points per game he's averaging at the moment. The one thing I don't love about Trent captain this week is the opponent. Crystal Palace have been very impressive and I can see them scoring. So you're probably relying on attacking returns from Trent, which he's more than capable of. But I'd be much more inclined to captain Trent when I'm much more confident of a clean sheet in the fixture. So for me, I think Salah is a much better option than Trent this week. I'll get to captaincy soon. So again, I wouldn't stop anyone from doing it if you think Trent is the most likely to score the most points in your team this week. By all means, go for it. He, you know, he has to be in the conversation now for captaincy, given how well he's doing. But not for me this week. Question from Joachim. Bamford or Jimenez? Both have great fixtures. I'm leaning towards Jimenez to avoid a Leeds triple up. So this is my scenario. Today, I'm looking to sell Calvert-Lewin. My choice is Bamford or Jimenez. I'm leaning towards Bamford. And I include this question because I've seen this mentioned so many times this week. I'm leaning towards Jimenez because I don't want to triple up on Leeds. You mean, why not? Look at the fixtures. If the fixtures are good, it's absolutely fine to triple up on a team. You don't have to be tripled up forever. You can always sell one one or two of them in a couple of weeks' time. So for me, I'm leaning towards Bamford. And the fact that I have Ailing and Rafinha is not playing a part in my decision. I just want to decide, if you're selling a striker this week, you've got to decide who is the best option, Bamford or Jimenez. Forget about who's already in your team. Go for the striker you think is going to get you the most points. Don't overthink it. Next question is from Galder. What to do with Mares? This is probably the easiest question to answer. Sell, sell, sell. You know, too much cash. He's not getting game time. Spend your cash more efficiently. Question from FPL Hen. Luke Shaw, stick or twist? I've got Luke Shaw. I'm quite happy to keep him. Next two fixtures are West Ham away. They don't have Antonio, so better chance of a clean sheet. And then it's Aston Villa at home. So to me, those are two pretty good fixtures for Luke Shaw. I know we haven't been great defensively so far, but I'm hopeful we'll get at least one clean sheet over those two games, hopefully two. And then things do get a little bit trickier for Manchester United. At the same time, things get easier for Chelsea from game week seven. I think Luke Shaw to a Chelsea defender is a very easy transfer come game week seven. Question from Sean. Semedo or Tierney to replace Soufal? So Semedo and Tierney, 
similar prices, might actually be the exact same price, 4.9 million. Both have good fixtures, both know how to get forward, but I've got more faith in Tierney in the final third than I do in Semedo. So I would lean towards Kieran Tierney there. Hopefully he stays fit. If he does, he's going to be amazing value this season at 4.9 million. So I would lean towards the Arsenal left back there over Semedo, but both are very good options. Question from FPL Bo. Is Gabriel Jesus a realistic option to replace Calvert-Lewin? I don't like this. I've seen quite a few people mention Jesus this week, possibly as a short-term one-week punt because he didn't start Champions League. He's got a very good fixture against Southampton. Does that mean he'll definitely start? Absolutely not because his manager is Pep Guardiola. Don't try to predict what Pep will do because he will break your heart. The, the thing I don't like about it is it's two very valuable transfers. I value every single transfer very highly. You know, transfers are very valuable. We only get about 40 in the season if we use them wisely. So you're, you're using one transfer to get Jesus, then you're going to have to definitely use another one to get rid of him. So maybe it's a different story if you're setting wildcard in soon, maybe game week seven, game week eight. If you're going to get Jesus and keep him until you wildcard, then I can see, you know, I'm a bit more open to that. But overall, I've got no Man City players. I'm not in a rush to get them. If I do, I'll probably lean towards their defender, someone like Cancelo or Diaz, rather than a rotation risk like Gabriel Jesus. So it's a thumbs down for me on Gabriel Jesus. Final question in the quickfire section from Eric. I didn't hear you mention Traore in the midweek podcast. Is he still an option for you? That's correct. I did not mention Traore. He still is on my watch list, but I don't know if he'll be there for long because I don't think he's been as good last game or two as he was in game weeks one and game week two. And quite simply, like Jimenez, he's not doing the business. He's he's looking good, but when players look good... That's not what we're after as FPL managers. I mean, we're not uh, model scouts looking for players to be passing the ITS. We want points at the end of the day. Triori and Jimenez are not delivering the points, so it's very hard to invest in them at the moment. So for me, Triori, not in my thoughts, and he's probably going to drop off my watch list pretty soon unless he does something in Game Week 5. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Captaincy now for Game Week 5. After Tuesday's episode, I put a poll on Twitter with three options. Salah, Ronaldo, and Lukaku. The fourth option was see the results because I always find if, if you put see the results in a poll, it gives you a truer reflection of what people are thinking. The poll returned just over 10,000 votes, so it's a good sample size. Salah miles ahead, 72.4%. I didn't expect him to be that far ahead, but that gives you an idea. The masses are going to be on Salah captain at home to Crystal Palace this weekend, and that's where I'll be going as well. Ronaldo got 12.9%, Lukaku got 5.3% and see the results got 9.3%. So for me, why am I going Salah? A couple of reasons. Home fixture. I'm valuing home advantage a lot more this season than I was last season. The main reason though is Liverpool to me are, are back to their best. 
they're firing on all cylinders. They should have scored about seven or eight goals against Leeds in Game Week 4. Manchester United did have a good result against Newcastle, but I don't think the performance was amazing, and I don't think we've had an amazing performance yet this season. So I think Liverpool are the better team at the moment. Salah is obviously delivering consistently, so he will be my captain this week. Captaincy to me feels like an easy one this week. On to my transfer now for Game Week 5, close to the deadline. I will be keeping it simple. I think the game has made my decision quite easy for me this week. I've got Calvert-Lewin and I've got Antonio, both red flagged. I want to keep Antonio for the Leeds fixture in game week six and hopefully keep him long term because he's been brilliant so far this season. So my one free transfer will be Calvert-Lewin out, Patrick Bamford in, and I'm you know hopefully going to sit down with a beer tonight for the Newcastle-Leeds game and watch my Leeds triple up score about 45 points. And we know we know what's really going to happen. I'll probably get six points from, from the three players, but I can live in hope. So my team going into the weekend, it's going to be it's going to be a 4-4-2. Antonio's going to be on the bench alongside Shimakas and Brownhill. My starting eleven, Sanchez in goal, back four, Trent, Shaw, Veltman, and Ailing. So I wasn't planning on playing Veltman this week, but he comes in because Antonio is suspended, and I'm hopeful that Veltman can get something against Leicester. In midfield, Salah captain, Greenwood, Rafinha and Ben Rama. Up front, Ronaldo, vice-captain and Patrick Bamford. So on paper, looks pretty decent, pretty strong. Hopefully it can be a fourth green arrow on the bounce. Best of luck for Game Week 5, folks. Enjoy the games, enjoy your weekend and I'll talk to you again on Tuesday. If you'd like to hear last night's Patreon podcast, visit patreon.com forward slash FPL General or follow the link in my Twitter bio. Wishing you all a green arrow in Game Week 5. Talk to you soon. The Athletic.